Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christine Mercer. Oh, yeah. You said it with such vigor. I like it. Oh, yeah. No need to muck around. It is the final catch up of Ooh, the year. Oh, girl. And it is a podcast where we just chew the fat of what's going on in our lives. So true. Big, um, big shout look. out to those of you that love this show. It's funny, this year when we started the pod channel, we uh, invented lots of different shows. We created the 411. We did the Posse podcast, we did different television show series stuff, we did, I don't know. Um, Interview series, yep. we did live, trialed live show kind of shows and, and this, hilariously. this podcast will still just completely out-listen or outshine every other show. You guys have always been incredibly interested and supportive of our actual utter jibber jabber mm-hmm. it's where it all began mm-hmm. and we're getting all reflective because we have been putting together a little something something going through the archives of old bits and pieces old podcasts old videos yeah um in the lead up to our live shows which are on now yeah well the the, girls. we've either done some or about to mm. do some more or wherever you are the thinkergirls.com.au is where you can get some tickets we do adelaide and melbourne for the first weekend and then brisbane and sydney for the second but shit didn't we it all be, uh, it began with that same ramble yeah with like little, little, like from the very first episode from those of you that are yeah. not really knowing what you're saying nah. being too open like can you hear me over there is this microphone working and then keep it in. Yeah. Like we didn't edit didn't anything for many years. Yeah. Um, if you are coming to the live shows, I've got to say, uh, we are doing a stall or kind of a collection point for Share the Dignity. So if you are unaware, Share the, Share the Dignity do a lot of work with um, homeless women and women that have fleed domestic violence situations. And in the bag, it's in the bag campaign around Christmas time, encourages everybody to take a bag and put sanitary items or toiletries or things that often women forget Uh, when they're in these awful scenarios to grab for themselves to have that dignity, uh, you could drop them off to Bunnings until December 1st. But we are extending that and you are able to bring a bag and we're really encouraging every single person to bring a bag, even if it's with one box of tampons, bring it to the show. Someone will take it off your hands. You don't have to carry it. And then a Shiro, which is a Share the Dignity volunteer, will take it away and and disperse it to women in need. Mm, I guess it's not one of those things that you think about when you think about Christmas drives. 
like you think about canned food, Tinder items, you know, to take, you know, to your kid's school or to your office. I guess like these situations are so dire mm. that women would have their periods mm. or be so poor or homeless that they don't have enough money to buy a tampon or a pad. And, you know, Rochelle, who will be joining us on the Brisbane show, who we've had on the radio show several times before, uh, has spoken about the kinds of stories she's heard of women needing to just make do with, you know, rags and old school stuff. Like it's horrific. You might not be able to comprehend, but it's happening. Um, so everybody is really expected to bring some form of shopping bag, clutch bag. You don't want anything and put some stuff in it. Mm-hmm. We really want our, our listeners and our followers to get behind this charity because it's it's not just about what we choose to support. It's just actually needed you know it's really really needed okay not to put pressure on this being the last catch-up of the year Mm -hmm. but i like obviously knew that it was the last one but then i just started to think i'm like oh no should i be doing something more small Small, no more. Like, as in, like the topic, because I'm like, oh, it's the last one. No, but the Christmas podcast is coming, and that will be in your ears soon. And we're going to record that after this, and we're avoiding it like the plague. We have been sitting in this room for what almost eight hours. Do we need a third coffee? Oh, get out. Do we need a duck out? No, we just need need to. No, we poo. What do we need? We need to do it. (laughs) So it's over. Because it's not going to be easy. If you listen to the Christmas podcast last year, we will put it in the show notes. Oh, shit. It was intense. We We, had to take that down for a particular time. We got sued. Uh, (laughs) um, It was very intense. So we got a court letter basically saying if we didn't change a few things in it regarding uh, our relationship with ARN, that they were going to sue us. They did dock our pay. Uh, it was, and we went through the year according to us. So January, February, March, April, May. So we'll put that because it's edited now and put up. And we technically could put the unedited ed- nah, edited one up, but we Dwelling decided in the past. that's right. We decided against it. So if you want to listen back to that, you can. But the Christmas podcast will be coming your way for this year very soon. And it's oh, it's not it's not a year I'm looking to really bring up. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, bro. I mean, it was your idea back it's, in the day well, a year last ago. Last year it was. Yeah, last year to go, let's go through the months of the year. And January, say our, your things. Our producer, Jordan, said, I adored that podcast. Many people did. Because it makes you reflective on your own year when you think about month by month. So she said, I really think you girls should do it again. Mm, okay. It's kind of fitting because it's a bit of a reflective time right now for us. So... Yeah, it's probably not been our best year though. So it's not an no. easy thing to do. No. It's definitely, we've had better years to collectively and independently, mm-hmm. I think. All right, let's get on today with today's cat. I want to talk about sex in relationships and that constant dialogue that is internal and private that goes on in your mind and maybe not even with your partner about how much sex everyone is having in their relationship mm, and how so much sex is normal and how normal. and how much it changes too well that's the bit that i think i'm forgetting okay you know because i think in when you look back over a long relationship you can see that mm. i'm still f- pretty fresh yeah, you are i so, always forget that yeah well i walked out into your living room before and i was like is this your first christmas tree with ben and even asking that question just blew my brain and you're like, no, because you had the Christmas tree last year. But still, mm. the mm. fact that I was like, is this your first? Like, that's just wigging me out. Well, the fact that it could even be a possibility. Oh, yeah, strange. that's what I mean. We're married. That's like, what I mean. You've been together for like an eternity. A minute. Yeah. Okay, so um, I want to talk about on today's catch-up something that I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about um, 
the way I date and guys, the way I approach dudes, even in the catch up last week, how we were talking um, a fair bit about whether men or women approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is a similar kind of thought process in that what people are attracted to when it comes to a partner and this theory of lack versus abundance. In you or in the person? Well, in everyone. Can I, can I kick this off? Yeah. Because I'm interested in your thoughts and, and yours too if you're listening. So I, you know, I just think there are so many different theories, right, when it comes to dating. And I was mm-hmm. talking to one of my girlfriends about this literally last night. Mm-hmm. Because another one of our mates has been single for a really long time. She's finally met this guy, blah, blah, blah. And we started reeling off all of these lines that people use. And a lot of them are cliche. And a lot of them I've used myself. I've said to you over many years. I've said to her over many years. I've had now people in the last year and a half of me being single say a lot to me. Can I give you my worst one ever that I had? Go on. When you stop looking. (laughs) He'll show up. This is along the lines of the one that we, Loz and I said last night. I uh, said, it actually makes my stomach fucking flip. She said, Do you, of anger. The one that she said, she goes, it'll happen when you least expect yeah. it. And she said, I can't, because she, you know, and we often speak about this, and I do often think about this. It's the intention. You can say the nicest thing, but if you've got a nasty intention behind it, get fucked. I'm sorry, but even if you have a nice intention in saying that, yeah. get fucked anyway. No, I don't know, because yes. her, some people don't know the words. Like she was saying that her mum, so her mum often says, you know, and now she started seeing somebody, blah, blah, blah. But we were talking about how her mum would often say to her, Oh, well, you'll, you'll find someone when you least expect it. And this she is goes, the thing, though. This is the thing that people don't understand that they need to understand. When you're not looking because you least expect it took years of work to get there, like the least expect it part of I'm okay on my own is a mission. That's the thing. It's like you can't just switch into the not expecting it vibe. That's I know, so but people aren't thinking work. about that. People are just trying to be positive. And mm. when it's your mum or your your friend or you know, but you know, a brother or something like that, that isn't really maybe they're not really that interpersonal development, or they don't really have the words or the knowledge or the know how, or, or to draw on their own life experience to be able to say something to you which has the intention of it's all going to be all right i find it and so i think sometimes that you just whip out lines that you've heard i've done it many times yeah i find it really selfish it's because it makes Uh, them feel better it doesn't make you feel better it makes them feel better because they're uncomfortable with your pathetic no i I actually don't think it's i think sometimes people just want to say something nice and they don't really have the know-how to say anything else but b it's so much easier for the other person for them to be more comfortable in it not being nice for a bit that's the bit that I think we're missing. Anyway, it just shits me. Anyway, we were reeling these lines off to each other, right? And I I met a guy recently that said to me, how are you still single? I think maybe I've been single long enough now that I'm starting to get a few of these. Because like, mm-hmm. I think maybe in that first six months to 12 months, people are a bit like, oh, you've just come out, you're fresh, you're single, enjoy yourself. And I think now, not from my family or like anyone that I'm thinking of in particular, just in random conversations, mm. it was like, oh, how long have you been single for? So um, we were going back and forth about these lines, blah, blah, and theories, right? Because everybody has a different theory as to when you're going to meet the person. It's when you least expect it. It's when you stop looking. It's when you start focusing on yourself. Okay, and then and then I go, yeah, but this other maid I was talking to the other day said, to me um you sound very confused about what you want right because last week I'd said to him 
You is know, this a guy you were on a date with? No, no, no. This oh. is a mate. And I'd said to him last week, I said something like, oh, you know, it actually would be quite nice to meet somebody because I do miss the ability to text someone to be like, hey, want to go to the movies? Yeah. Or want to go for a swim or catch up for a drink? Yeah. And I don't have that person yeah. or a person or really anybody on the go yeah, that, like I, it, that it's more than just a random fuck after you yeah. half cut, you yeah. know, like yeah. whether that – but then I but then to counter that, this week I started going on this tangent to him about how I don't even have time anyway. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't even – as if – and I, you know what? I'm not prepared to, to change my life and the way my weekends pan out. I genuinely don't have time for someone, blah, blah, blah. And he's going – you're giving me very different messages here. Maybe the what you're putting out to the universe is that you're very confused about what you want and what you don't want and that's why there's a bit of a blockage. Yeah. And I kind of got a bit defensive with that. And I was like, no, 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 just, you know, different, you know, thought processes and, you know, I can go in between both, can't you're I? You're so and defensive with this stuff. I know. I know I am. Do you know why I'm defensive? You come down, but no one knows you came down. The person that said it to you is still wondering whether they offended you. Do you know why? I, can't, I Because I don't know myself. Yeah. Because one day I'll wake up and I'm like, I am so – and after the weekend I was like – I was chatting to a guy and I walked – and I was like, yeah, we, you know, it was fine, but I was also like, see ya. I walked home on my own. You know, I, like I got a, <laughs> I got a super on the way home. Oh yeah, I was incredibly this night. I was incredibly happy to go home on my own, mm-hmm. and I'm not even saying that because I think I've put out there before. I'm like, look at me, self care hashtag having a bath. Look at me, just being on my own and loving my life. Sick. Oh my god, I could me. not, I could not be further from that. I'm like SOS, white flag. Being alone in my own thoughts is torture. Like, oh my god, I look back even like quite very quite recently, and I'm like, bitch, like you don't know what, like chill, like stop pretending that you're okay. You're not like. So I think I go, I've gone in and out, but genuinely, hand on my heart, this night, Friday night, the weekend, just gone. I was like, I'm actually pretty happy. Like, I'm yeah. very very comfy yeah, like, yeah this is fine yeah but then on the sunday i was not yeah right i was like oh yeah, sundays are fun. do you know what i mean like and even though i had a really good day blah blah so anyway then we start chatting and and he said to me this think is the about, friend yeah think about what it is you actually want so of course i've been mulling over this and i'm like what is it that i actually want but you know what do you i want? actually know what I, I don't know i think you because it changes I, every day i think you do know what you want you just aren't in the timing and and I had this when I was single too where I was just so confronted with admitting that I wasn't ready. That's what I said to him. And he goes, no, but you told – and that, but then he goes, well, don't you think it would be nice to have someone around? I'm like, yeah, it yeah, would be. Yeah, but you be. can so want confused. that, oh. but it doesn't mean it's now. You can – like – you can aspire to that and you can want that at the same time as not needing it in this second. You know, like, like say you've got like blocks and you can only put – Oh, no. <laughs> but you've got blocks and you can only have one block at a time to lead you down a path, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've got like, so bear with me. You've got all these blocks smashed around everywhere and they all have different things. Like, so meet the, meet a, a, a like a beautiful ideal partner, yeah. you know, launch my singing, like really kind of amplify my singing career, save 10 grand. I don't know, all these things, right? Sometimes I think you need to do them in like one by one. Not that you can't have them all at once, but like sometimes they're goals or things that you kind of like, all right, I've got to get that off the ground. I've got to get that off the – you know, so maybe it's just a matter of you've got other things that you're trying to get sorted first. Yeah, because then I felt – it felt 
full on to say I would like to meet I don't know. I don't know what. I just am confused. I'm confused and I can't sum it up in one line because that one line changes every day. Because one day I'll wake up and I think it would be nice to have someone around. And then the next day or in that very same day, a few hours later, I'll think, you know what? Like I actually wouldn't change a thing about my life. And it changes on the reg. And for him to ask me a question that I couldn't answer, I was confronted at. And then he and then he rolls out this theory, which I very much after all of these conversations of theories and what works for this person and what works for that person, which I think, to be honest, there is no fucking theories. Well, there is convenient theories oh, for you at that time. That's what I mean because a different theory is going to work for a different person at a different time in their life. So I oh. don't think there's any one thing that sticks for everybody because no. one for what works for one person, which is stop looking, is going to be the complete opposite for the person next to them, which is the minute I started thinking about who I wanted and I started looking, I found them. So I think it's going to be very unique right Mm -hmm. but he rolled out this theory that I actually quite like and not just especially in relationships but just in in people in general this abundance v lack theory Mm -hmm. where he goes us as humans are attracted to wholeness Mm -hmm. completeness a sense of abundance so are we so if I meet somebody right yes and I think it's this it goes back to this cool girl maybe bad boy, playing hard to get. You know, the, there's that theory where it's like the the person that is not showing that they desperately, desperately need you mm-hmm. is what we're attracted to mm-hmm. often. Because mm-hmm. often we're like, why do women like the, the bad boy that's kind of a bit un- unavailable? We've had this right? conversation right? before. I th- have we? Yes, you have brought this exact thing up before. Well, I just think, right, the night's... With the hairy leg rule, right? Where you go out, you're not planning to pick up. It's a surprise. You're not out on the hunt. You're not putting out vibes or like looking around with fuck me eyes to try and flirt with people. They they always end up being the nights that you meet really cool, amazing people. You have one night stands, really mm-hmm. fun times. Mm-hmm. But the nights that you're like, all right, girls, we're on. Let's all look out for a guy and kind of be on the, those prowly nights. And trust me, in the year and a half, I've had plenty of them uh-huh. where I go out with a set intention of I would really like – I'm not, maybe not saying it out loud because it's confronting. Yeah. But there have been nights where I've thought to myself, I'm going to go out tonight and I'd really like to pick up. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. I feel lonely. I feel like I'd like to have sex for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And they they always end up being the nights that you never end up doing that anyway because uh-huh. there's been this real want and need to. And I think it goes back to that theory where it's like guys or people are looking at me going or look, you know, I would look at somebody and be like, they're whole, they're complete, they've got their own shit sorted. Mm-hmm. They're not desperately needing anybody or anything that's hot. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I meet a guy that's like a bit, I don't know, incomplete, looking around, you know, portraying this kind of sense of lack, mm-hmm. I'm a bit like, Ugh. right? Ugh. No, I'm not a fan of that. Right. So I do think that there is something really sexy about someone that is quite happy to meet you, but they're also quite happy if they haven't. But this is the theory where as much as there are different theories, all this kind of stuff, I still think I still think my theory is right, which is whole attracts whole. Yeah. So whole... Oh, I haven't heard you say this. Well, it's, the same, it's it. essentially the same thing that I say in terms of working within is the, is, the, is the tool or the kind of like the force that will bring 
what you need to you. So when you said that's one of the theories, I believe that is the ultimate theory. And it doesn't mean that you're doing my single Pringle workshop or you're doing a fucking yoga class or you're doing that. It's whatever it is for you. Mm. Those kinds of things that I say under there and and the courses I do is if that's your jam, that's your jam. But when I say this stuff now as an understanding of a theory of when you go within, it depends on what your within of you being whole is. It could be a whole fucking range of things. Mostly I do think it's self-work, but there's different ways you can do that. Yeah, which is why I think this, I agree. I think so this, whole is, this is the attracts Trump, the Trump card. Whole, right? Yes. So essentially, if you're attracted to a whole person, you need to be a whole person in order for that law of attraction and actual energy science like to come together. That's what I completely believe because after he said that, I've been thinking about that heaps. But that's the and same vibe of you going within and becoming whole in whatever way you need yourself because then you become that fucking hot guy that doesn't give a shit. He starts looking at you because you're also him. Because it's all energy. Yes. Yes. I agree. I yes, agree. Yes, yes, But that's what that's what I mean. That's the point. Like yeah. the theory that you've is the same theory. Yeah, it is. And that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. for all of those other bits and pieces – take it or leave it whatever works for you brilliant but that's what i've been thinking about mostly lately and i think the reason that i'm like i don't know i changed my mind is because i'm not whole yeah cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I want to talk about an uncomfortable situation. No, not an uncomfortable situation. That started wrong. I want to talk about something that I think often people are uncomfortable talking about because it's very easy to talk about the sex you have in relationships once you're out of the relationship. But often I find people find it very hard to talk about the sex they're having in relationships when they're in them. Oh, because there's such a sense of respect, I think, and that bubble because it's not just you having sex, right? Yeah. So I think there's this element of like, privacy and wanting to respect the other person within the relationship too don't you reckon totally and maybe up to this point i've thought about that but today sorry ben because i want to share because i think that there is a lot of i don't know there is a lot of comparison around things that we create that are happening in other relationships that are a complete figment of our imagination so i do think that we create almost like a beast of comparison so we then can catastrophize or 
find something wrong within our relationship to maybe use as a banner for something that actually is happening within yourself. And I do think that sex can be a little bit of a an easy one where you can feel a lot of emotions as to whether your partner isn't up for it, you are up for it, or you're not up for it. Um, you know, this isn't this kind of, we're not vibing at the moment, all those kinds of things. And often people say, however your relationship, however your sex life is, is really reflective of your relationship. But yes. I think what I'm discovering is it goes a bit deeper than that. Like I think to some degree you've got that extent, that that is, that is the truth. But then under that I think often you can also put pressure on that part of your relationship to maybe hide away from an internal conversation you're having with yourself, very similar to the dating stuff, that I think sex and the sex you have in a relationship cops a bit of grief when really there's some stuff that might be going on with you personally or the other person personally. So what you're saying is it's not always symbolic? Is that what you I don't is, is think it's mean? necessarily symbolic of your relationship status. I think it can be more symbolic about one person. Oh, okay. So say, for example, you know, when we would talk about back in the day um, about your, your relationship or past relationships of mine and we would talk about that awful feeling of rejection. Yeah, I think, which I think we spoke about especially being a female propositioning and getting rejected that it felt like there was this extra layer of almost like embarrassment because we're told that men are sexual beings and, and women are passively yes. kind of passively yeah. receivers mm. essentially and i think if you look at archetypes of feminine energy and masculine energy yeah, if we were sitting in a core in tribe land, that may be the case of where it comes from. I don't think these stereotypes come from nowhere, but that's certainly not the case in what our energy is every day and how we live our lives every day. Mm. So a lot of women are, you know, really sporting a lot more testosterone and masculine energy in their relationships. And then when it comes to the bedroom, almost mortified by the need for sex and that may then end up with a rejection from a partner who may be a bit more passive or have more feminine energy. And it's interesting because I... Or ha- just be tired. That's right. You know what I mean? Like but it's also, not, it's sometimes, sometimes can be quite simple. But that's my point. I think when we look back and I always had this real understanding that your sex life equals your relationship. But now when I look back and I think of those conversations we had about rejection, it was like, did either of us think to ask our partner at the time, are you okay? What's up with you? Mm. No, it was all about you're rejecting me. This makes me feel this way. This is a symbol of our relationship. We must not be working or this is bad. Instead of actually saying, you don't want to have sex. Is there something up? So yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm with you. I'm with you. That it's not always this combined. What's wrong with us? It could be what's wrong with me. And I think sex has has this real ability for you to pile on issues. Yes. And it actually, it's sometimes not addressing things in each other because we get very self-involved with our pleasure, our needs, our timelines, our when we're turned on, when we're not. And you forget that there's two people that it needs to work with. Do you think that you can have a good relationship but bad sex? You love this question. Or bad sex in a really good relationship. I do love that question because I think it goes back to what you're talking about there when you go, sometimes we need to separate the relationship and the two of us together Mm. because it's the two of you having sex. You think Mm. it's always a two-way thing. Mm. It's not. Because a lot of the time, we've spoken about this before too, a lot of the time you're not really that keen for sex with your partner but you have it anyway. You know, like there are compromises or it doesn't always mean that you're both 
in the exact same place. I haven't shared too much about this part of our sex life before because it is incredibly personal. But as I've said with the story of our fertility journey and everything, and I don't want to go into too much detail because it is personal, but my partner had prostate cancer. So a lot of people would know that for a lot of men, Mm. that means sex life over. Mm. And for us, that's not the case. Um, That wasn't a a result of Ben's surgery. There was a lot of work he had to do post-surgery for that to happen. And at times there is medication that is used but it is insanely complex on what those types of factors can actually do to contribute in a relationship when you start to get external stressful situations you are going through fertility treatment you have your everyday life stresses you find that you might be turned on at different times and then you add on top of that that there is sometimes medication needed there's emotional scarring there is all of this it's complex l- already oh. as it is. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what I've found in my relationship is I've really been quite damaging to it at times because I've put this pressure on top of it that good sex equals good everything. And if we don't mm. always have everything singing this perfectly mm. right way, we're fucked. And because our situation is there are there's so many scars and trauma there that it has forced me to also go, hang on a second – X, X and X is involved here. Mm. Have I bothered to ask about it? But without him having that past, would I have the scope to be asking more questions and then therefore opening up my mind to what does this relationship look like? How How does it work for us? And stop fucking wondering what everyone else is doing. I still wonder. I still want to know. I still want to know how many times some of my friends are having sex a week. I'm fixated at it at the moment because Ah. I'm just interested I I think I'm more interested because I'm starting to figure out myself as a woman going from kind of early to mid 30s there is a time for sure that you start to own your body and there's a different confidence and there's certainly this thing where everyone says your sex drive awakens in a different way I felt that big from when around what I reckon like I reckon it started just before I met Ben and I had six months off having casual sex. And then, but when I met him, I basically hadn't slept with anyone for a while. And he was the same coming out of another relationship and just wanted to work on himself and have no strings kind of attached. We're both pretty emotional beings. So when we got together, it was pretty intense because we were not only so, you know, turned on by each other, but we also hadn't had sex in a while, but it was so much more than that. We'd connected, we Mm, fell in love. mm. And so there was all this intensity around it and incredible stuff. And I was owning myself in a way that I hadn't before. Like I was owning my pleasure. I was wanting to experiment. I looked at it really differently. Like it was was fun and experimental and there was no expectation at the end of it. But then you get into a relationship, yeah. you get into a groove and things change. And, uh, and I think regard- really quickly that dialogue starts. I was just about to say, I think regardless of how stunning and the timing and wonderful that beginning phase of every relationship is, but you're, but that in particular in terms it of that emotional, spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think regardless, there is always a period where it is new And there's always a period where it's not new anymore. And it doesn't mean that it's less shiny or less beautiful. But does it mean sometimes that it is less intense? Yeah. Because there is less discovery? 
Yes. Sex does change. I think Mm -hmm. that's the really interesting part. But I think what I have learned from sitting in this uncomfortable space and, you know, when when you go through a pregnancy, miscarriage, all that kind of stuff and your body changes as well. Not to mention endo, like you've had a lot. Yeah, Yeah. there's like so much stuff that happens. So there's all that. But did I once sit back and think about that? No. Did I think about some things that go through with Ben's scenario? No. All I was so focused on was this sex equals this connect this thing in this relationship and and I think we're told that and it's interesting I think not just using it as a gauge for where our relationship's at but I think the lesson I'm learning is using it as a gauge on where we are independently or individually I think also the quality v quantity thing like you could be banging four times a week brilliant but are you because I know plenty of people in my life that are in very long-term relationships that are doing it incredibly regularly. And from the outset, if someone said, how many times are you and your partner having sex a week? And the answer's four. Whoa, guys, guys. Mm -mm. But is she getting any kind of pleasure from it? Is she reaching a climax? Like, no. Mm. It's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you're having it. I think we have fallen a bit as well because we kind of had, as you said as well, this real spiritual extra connection like I had started having orgasms I didn't even knew existed Mm. like and I'd done some tantric work up until that like you know so basically I met Ben and I was like game on I'm ready to put all this shit into practice I'd done a lot of good timing (laughs) well he was and he was also like great because I've had a bit of a shit run myself so let's just start this again and we had this beautiful energy which we'll put in show notes because I'm pretty sure I did it I did a podcast on I think it was, us starting from scratch together. Yeah, you're wiping the sex slates yeah. clean from everything. So it was incredible it. and intense and not to say that anyone's more intense than the other, but for us, not comparing to others, but for comparing to other relationships yeah, in, in our, our, our life, own selves. Yeah, we yeah. were like, whoa. So then it was like now thinking more about how do where do we get that intensity mm. from all the time? I think you know what I think the answer is. You can't. No, just or like ever- you do it less well, and just- have intense. So maybe you're having it once or twice a week of that nature. But it's about deciding what is important to you. Do you want to have sex more often and have less less connection or less intensity or would you prefer to maybe have it once a week where it's an hour and a half and you really commit and you put candles on and I never really thought about it like and that. It, and it, I think it depends on what you like and what your partner likes. See, in a past relationship for me, I wanted quantity. Like I didn't mind if I wasn't climaxing because yeah, I was right. craving that. Connection. Connection. We kind of imagine sex to be this mysterious uh, miracle solution that's supposed to just connect as one. Like your sex mm. life becomes your sex life. So it's a one thing. No. It's, it's one. Yeah. And we yeah, don't yeah. think about your sex life over here, over here, Stacey, your sex life over here, husband. You don't think about the two separate, mm. then trying to merge mm-hmm. them together. Mm-hmm. You put everything in the one box and expect it to sort itself out. No communication, no exploring your own pleasure, your own needs. Because all of a sudden you get into this relationship and you start seeing that part of your life as one product it's actually two and mm-hmm. then you're supposed to come together and that's what I've also forgotten in myself or probably never had where I had to go well what do I need not thinking about what do we need or what does it work what are my needs and how do I communicate them because you know what another, and how do I ask about his you know what another point is 
in a relationship, does every single skerrick of your sexual need have to be fulfilled by that person in a relationship? Like I'm still thinking. Like I'm, yeah. Well, I was thinking about no, this not, the I'm other not day. I'm not other partners. I mean like to masturbate or use your vibrator it's or whatever. That's such a good question. Do you know what I mean? Like like everything else we talk about on this show and we have banged on about and, you, you know, like you've spoken at length about this. In relationships, we're expecting this other person to be able to fulfill every single part mm. of all of our needs. Mm. And obviously we live in a culture in Western society anyway where monogamy is the norm, mm. right? So if you're not being 100% fulfilled at the exact time in the exact way that you need from your partner, that's on them because mm. or it's on your relationship because it's, as we say, it's fucked. And if it's happening, I think, to the point where you're – not wanting to connect or have sex with your partner because you're sexually fulfilled by yourself or your own hands, then maybe then you can start to go, well, that's maybe the too far extreme the other end. It's so full on. It's so funny because we're doing fertility treatment or and we have done and then, then thinking about it in the future and, and there was a time where we had done the IUI and they say because we're doing this, there's no drugs or whatever, but I ha- because the sperm is frozen, we have to put it in me at a medical center. So we go, but we still are encouraged to have sex. So you mm. climax, so you relax those muscles yep. around there, right? So we went and did that, all good. First time was awesome. Second time was like this pressure cooker and was mm-hmm. shit. Next time was great again but fuck that second time a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. not good fight bad and then the last then the last time that I was talking about was really good but then I thought to myself because you're also ovulating so that's a time where you're most women are turned on too I was like I really want to not only have sex with my partner but I more so wanted to climax to help my chances of falling pregnant. Yeah, there's pressure. So then it's all this other but fucking it shit matter, that comes onto it. It doesn't matter where the pressure's coming from. Pressure's pressure. So then I was <laughs> like, do I put pressure on us as a relationship or do I just whack one off on the couch? Oh, because you can make yourself come quite easily. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think I did? Why not both? Well, the taco girl, El Paso. Well, I snuck out. of like, like He went to sleep and I was like... I'm going to take care of this myself. Taking care of business every day. I felt shit about it. But now nah, after this that. conversation, fuck I feel that. better. Yeah, because I was like, well, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Good catch up for the end of the year, guys. guys. Yeah, bring, bring it in. We'll bring it in. ourselves. <laughs> All right, guys, if you like this show, uh, leave us a review, rating, whatever you like. Big shout out to um, our Patreon members, our VIP posse. Throughout the year, we asked any of you that were willing to throw us a buck to be able to run this podcast channel. And some of you did, many of you did, and was able to produce an income for our producer and be able to keep those running costs happening. So when we did make money from sponsorship and advertising, we were able to actually make it. And that to us is and will forever be something that... I don't know, we'll stay very, very Mm. um, close to my heart and really um, it it essentially makes me proud to receive it because I feel like there is an exchange of what we provide and the fact that you have valued what we've provided to be able to put a monetary figure on that Mm. will always be something I'm incredibly proud of and grateful for. Mm, Absolutely. I think it always is a scary thing to ask. Mm. Mm. We went back and forth for quite a while about it. Yeah, we did and it was hard. Because you go, how... What kind of a price can you put on that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, moving into our Melbourne show, the VIP Posse, we've got a personal, like a Facebook page. They've all become friends. Like we've created a community that's gone beyond us and I'm very proud of it. But I really wanted to say a very big thank you Mm. towards the end of the year to those of you you, that went into your pockets and helped us us throughout the year. Well, you often hear that where people go, we couldn't do it without you. No. We literally. No. I think that gets a bit lost too, that sentiment. Couldn't do it without you guys. Love my Mm. fans. We couldn't, legit. We literally. Like we wouldn't be sitting here with you know good microphones in front of us had that not been no, the case. No, and all those types of things. So yeah. uh, we really appreciate it, and thank you so much. Um, our Christmas podcast will go up towards the end, if, in the next few. Weeks. I'm not sure when. At some point. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There you This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.